Welcome back to Indiana is Ag plus Bio plus Science, presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of this weekly podcast where we talk, we explore the convergence of food, agriculture, science, and technology and the impact it is having on Indiana and beyond. Very pleased to have as our guest on the podcast this week, Scott Massey. Scott is the CEO and co-founder of Heliponics, a company that is now based in Evansville, but its roots uh, uh, literally go back to Purdue University just a few years ago. And Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, Okay, yours is a fascinating story, and I remember having you on our television show to talk about it uh, a few months ago. Give us a little bit about your background, because you Mm -hmm. graduated from Purdue less than two years ago, right? Uh, Yes, sir. I uh, was a mechanical engineer and technology major at Purdue and spent the beginning of uh, my career working in the oil industry, crude oil refinement systems, all fluid control systems. And when a job opening came up at Purdue working on a NASA-funded hydroponic study, they're looking for engineers familiar with fluid control systems. And I really did not see myself pursuing a career in agriculture, but the technical skills translated so well, I just fell in love with the industry and couldn't get out of it. Wow. And and you and uh, your co-founder, mm-hmm. your, your roots are both from Evansville, correct? Uh, he's from Owensville, but okay. yeah, that's southern Indiana region. Yeah. yeah and you were both at Purdue. So uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the uh, the formation of Heliponics. Yeah, what's funny is we don't live that far apart uh, from our homes back in uh, southern Indiana, but we didn't meet until we were actually in college. Uh, Ivan Ball was an electrical computer engineer, and we were actually co-workers on that NASA-funded research study at Purdue. Mm-hmm. And it was all day data acquisition, we're identifying the right wavelength of light to grow plants using LEDs to minimize the energy consumption on the International Space Station. Fantastic study, but it was research. It wasn't commercialization. And we fell in love with the technology to realize that there was too much potential for us to not pursue in our own private venture. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, heliponics and the GrowPod unit. Mm-hmm. So the GrowPod is the first rotary aeroponic appliance on the market. It's the size of a dishwasher. It's an automated complete growing system with lights, fluid control, HVAC, and software all integrated into it. It's actually able to yield a full head of leafy green vegetables for a consumer to eat in their home on a daily basis. And we can achieve this by growing crops at about three times accelerated growth rate, so 30 days on average for a head of lettuce or spinach. Span that over the 50 ports in our design, and you have a daily harvest. That's amazing. I think I remember because it, it was. I thought it was a great statement. Your your goal is to become the world's largest farmer without owning an acre of ground or something like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I love to make the comparison of the ice industry moving from the ice factory to the refrigerator. The big rage right now are these massive centralized commercial production facilities using hydroponics. I think that's great, but the technology is not done moving forward yet. Just like the refrigerator, it will become decentralized and be the common consumer appliance. Who is your customer? Uh, organic consumers, uh, specifically men ages 35 to 45, making over usually about 75K a year, West Coast, usually politically moderate to a little bit on the liberal, but more urban, suburban dwellers. And families, as we were talking before we yeah. started the podcast, yeah. families are really interested, yeah. young families. Yeah, they are hyper, hyper aware of what their kids are eating. You hear about all of these scary things with the E. coli outbreak, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately hurting and killing a lot of people with weaker immune systems. We don't have to worry about that. I can yeah. guarantee people that they have safe produce in the convenience of their home. Mm-hmm. And that security of giving your child safe food, that's an intangible value. Yeah. 
you are a, an entrepreneur, but it sounds like you did not envision yourself as going down the not entrepreneurial path. Not Talk about that that experience, what it's been like, the the positives, and some of the maybe some of the challenges too. Yeah, so I had that great introduction to the technology, which ultimately led to a lot of disappointment. I found out that a lot of the massive commercial farms in the U.S. Uh, have lower margins, and it's difficult for them to hire uh, detailed engineering staff. So there wasn't a lot of internship opportunities. So the summer of 16, before my senior year, I was on my own. I thought I had a break when a really large construction company gave me a job offer to work in Hawaii, and I was dumb enough to believe that to be true. (laughs) Instead, I was actually reassigned to build Section 8 government housing in El Paso, Texas, along the border to Juarez, Mexico. And that was a very severe food desert. And to me, it was kind of ironic as we installed brand new kitchen appliances in a food desert and threw away the still functional but old appliances. And I just watched the cycle happen over and over again. I was also thinking about how these commercial stationary facilities are too capital intensive Mm -hmm. to really expand their operations. It clicked in my head. Just like the refrigerator, we could decentralize it and start a much more scalable business model. Mm-hmm. As you look at uh, Helaponics, I think it's a great example, uh, outstanding example of um, the ag uh, biosciences business, the sector uh, in Indiana, that convergence of technology and innovation, food, agriculture. Uh, you've built relationships with organizations like Agronovus, like TechPoint. Mm-hmm. How have these types of partnerships helped the company um, and, and and do you see them as important parts of the ecosystem in the state of Indiana? Absolutely. Absolutely. And Inside Indiana Business has been a great help for us as well. I think we figured out early stage uh, when I was delivering newspapers for the exponent at Purdue, the importance of getting your name out there, the publicity, mm-hmm. building the communication networks with potential investors, just being able to meet potential investors. Mm-hmm. And the cold email strategy of sending someone the executive summary or business plan with all the secret beans in there, that's a little over overwhelming for someone to see. But for us to be able to just send out a link and say, here's one of our press releases from Agronovus, from TechPoint, any of these groups, and let them read about it themselves before I even have the chance to talk to them, it really reinforces the mission, but gets the word out a lot faster and more efficiently than I ever could on an individual basis. Talk about uh, growing, uh, literally, your company, your business uh, in Indiana. Uh, obviously, that access to capital is going to be uh, you know important, that type of thing. Um, your thoughts on on growing your your business in Indiana? Uh, Well, Indiana per capita is the number one manufacturing state in the U.S., and that is a huge advantage we've taken uh, full advantage of, whether it being uh, manufacturers uh, near Purdue in the area that were more than happy to have a student come in and to just think things out. You know, design sessions that any other major city could have cost tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Just kind of the good nature, I think, of uh, the Hoosier spirit has really helped us. And then not having to even leave the state for all of our manufacturing resources has been a major, major asset for us and just minimizing our logistic cost. You'll be uh, featured on a panel during an upcoming uh, Ag Bioscience Innovation Summit that's hosted by Agrinovus uh, with fellow Indiana entrepreneur Ellie Sims, who mm-hmm. we've had on the show and yeah. on, on this podcast as well, and some other Ag Bioscience entrepreneurs. Uh, Scott Dorsey, an Indiana Tech uh, entrepreneur, um, is going to moderate that uh, that panel. Your thoughts, uh, imagine you'll probably be looking to get a few ideas from Scott and some of the other panelists as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're always hungry for uh, criticisms 
lens, both, uh, I guess, positive and negative, but the opportunity to sit down with other founders and listen to the problems they're going through and know that it's not just us. You know, a lot of these problems are pretty, uh, it's pretty uniform across a lot of the startups and helping each other make introductions has been so instrumental. And then having a legend like Scott Dorsey there is just phenomenal to hear his story. As we wrap up, talk a little bit about uh, where the company is now. Uh, I know you're in in Evansville. You've reached some milestones here, and and where you see uh, this next, uh, you know, uh, say one to three year uh, horizon. Yeah, so uh, we've brought on some investors into our seed round, uh, which has been great to uh, get some capital uh, in the bank account for us. Team's been growing. Uh, it's grown beyond myself and Ivan. We've now hired a, a third full time employee, Brian Lemon, who's our software development lead. Um, as we continue growing. We've sold out of these beta units that we've manufactured ourselves here in Indiana, uh, which was definitely a great feeling to hit. Uh, You're going to see production really pick up in the next one to three years. And I'm going to have some exciting announcements uh, in the next quarter or so about this. But you're going to see massive increases in user bases, uh, automation of our seed pod production to uh, just kind of eliminate some of our unnecessary logistic costs and just overall rapid business growth. Great. What do you see as the biggest uh, biggest challenger? What's going to be key to you achieving uh, these goals? Uh, it's going to be sales at the end of the day. This organic consumer profile isn't necessarily the Midwest consumer. It's a little bit more on the coast. So in a lot of instances, we have to leave Indiana to drive sales. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's expanding our business across the country and really reaching coast to coast. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure to uh, chat with you, Scott Massey, the CEO and the co-founder of Heloponics. You've got a fascinating story, uh, uh, really incubated at Purdue, but now growing beyond. And we look forward to following your story. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Well, that does it for this episode of the Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast. It's our look at food, agriculture, science, and technology all coming together to impact the state of Indiana. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Libby Fritz and Joe Ullery, and was recorded on location at Launch Fishers. More people get Indiana Business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.